Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, what's up? Hi. Oh, wow. oh my gosh. You look, you look great. Stop it. No, you look fantastic. No, really, you look amazing. Oh my amazing. gosh, you're so, you're so nice. Your table is uh, ready, awesome. so? Thank you. Thank you. Hey, what's up, f- Dude, what? No, not right now. I'm on a date. Yeah, exactly. You need me tonight. You know, keep you out of trouble. You know, God forbid, God forbid you have a good Man, evening. okay, one night is all I'm asking for. Okay. Okay, that's... Yeah, no, <laughs> of course not. Uh, that aside, I'm thinking what we go is with some intrusive thoughts tonight. No. What? Uh, nothing. <laughs> All right, so as an appetizer this evening, <laughs> I'm thinking we do some thoughts about how this woman's going to find you repulsive uh, and nitpick about everything that you do wrong. Um, the main course, okay, I'm thinking we think about the absolute worst possible things that could happen to your family. Okay, awesome. And then for dessert, a wonderful thought about being a monster, and that's all kept deep down, and you are absolutely on the breaking point. Yeah, I forgot to take my meds, didn't I? Ah, yes, you did. You did. Date night. What's going on, guys? And welcome back to Life's a Wreck, the podcast where me, Kyle Moore, and the voice in my head dive deep into the world of mental health through conversation with you guys, our amazing listeners who probably smell great and have an incredible sense of fashion, and of course, our amazing special guests. First and foremost, guys, I want to thank you guys for rating and reviewing the podcast. Uh, this week, I've actually talked with the guy in the background. Yeah, that's, that's me. Wait, what the f***? No, we didn't. And we decided that if you send a screenshot of the fact you've rated and reviewed the podcast on your favorite podcast platform, he's going to record what? a clip saying whatever you want. You know, you can use it as a TikTok sound, a ringtone, um, you know, just something to listen to off the cuff. Don't rope me into this terrible idea. You no, know, I, I think that'd be fun. I don't? What the f***? I, I'm in charge, so. I. Wow. 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 Really? Really? You're going to kind of put... I'm almost proud. All right, kiddos, joking aside, real shit. Um, this week's episode, I have to say, honestly, it's been one of my favorites. Um, uh, it'd be better if you talked less, but nobody asked you. Fair. Uh, you know, this week on the podcast, I had the opportunity to sit down and have a conversation with Matt Zerker. Uh, and if you don't know who Matt Zerker is, Matt is the founder and CEO of Tether for Men, which is a men's peer-enabled mental health and well-being platform. Uh, and this platform is absolutely incredible. I'm on this platform. Uh, I, I checked it out when I first kind of set up the interview with Matt um, and, and it's this incredible community of men supporting men um, who are going through some mental health struggles and, and it's absolutely incredible um, to give you guys a bit of a backstory before Tether Matt was a portfolio manager at a quantitative hedge fund charging that 10 times fast and CFA charter holder I can barely even say these words yeah guy's smart yeah big time uh, but unfortunately, after the sudden death of a close friend, Matt went into a suicidal depression that left him on mental health leave from work and completely empty inside. This is something that we talk about in length during the episode. Um, but it wasn't until he found a men's peer support group that things started to change. And after a men's retreat in 2009, Matt returned home to Toronto on a Monday and he quit his job on a Wednesday. And now he's been working on building Tether ever since. Um, he's an absolutely incredible guy. I am so excited for you guys to hear this one. Without further ado, Matt, how you doing, man? Uh, I'm doing really well, man. It's uh, it's like it's up and down for sure. Um, when when you start, like it's 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 interesting because um, I for so much of my life, like I you know I was bullied uh, a lot as a kid. I always kind of felt like an outsider. Uh, I always felt like I was you know alone a lot of the time like at home uh, or in school and stuff like that and so it's like 
I, I guess it's not ironic. It, it's, it's, you know, kind of perfect that I've decided that I want to start a community to bring people together. It's kind of like healing a wound uh, that I have. And um, I think, I think that, you know, when we do have these types of wounds and much like your podcast, right. Um, you know, we kind of go to the place that is most personal for us because these experiences and, and what we do with them can also be healing. So the work that we can do that we do, out in the world and the good that we bring into the world is also something in a lot of ways that we're doing for ourselves. So, um, you know, I, it's interesting because like, you know, building a company uh, in isolation and in COVID uh, and all of these things compounding on themselves. And then there's that, that feeling that it's like, I've always been alone or I've always been kind of isolated. Uh, It's been a really interesting journey. And so like, I'll have my days where, you know, I feel like I'm on top of the world, something gets done, you know, launching this was a huge, huge uh, thing just to, to, you know, actually bring something from just an idea uh, to something physical that was out in the world that that meant a tremendous amount to me. Um, and then there's times when it just feels like the world stops, right? And then you're just like, you're, you're there with yourself. And you realize that some of the same stuff is still there. So this is like COVID generally, and this whole process for me specifically has been a really interesting learning experience because it's actually forced me to sit with myself mm. uh, to a much greater degree than I've ever wanted to, or that I felt comfortable with, or that I've ever done. And like, so personally, it's been, you know, there's been a lot of growth for me in this period of time. Uh, but with that has come like a tremendous amount of discomfort. So I would say generally, uh, like if you look back to where I was a year and a half ago, I mean, it's like, it's like night and day. Um, And then we can still get caught in that, like just that up and down and that, that riding of the wave. Um, You know, I think a lot of people sort of think, you know, when you've started something like, you know, uh, you know, like Tether or the podcast that you've started, it's like, oh man, this is a guy that's actually like got it together. Right. Right. And it's like, we're riding the, we're riding the wave, just like all of you. Right. It's like, it may look good. Like it's like the duck on the pond, right. It looks kind of calm on the surface, but the legs are going like a million miles an hour (laughs) under the surface just to stay buoyant. So, but I appreciate you asking, how are you feeling? Honestly, man, I'm actually been quarantine has been a really nice change of pace for me. Um, back at school, I was uh, before I graduated, recently graduated. So it was uh, it was a lot. My last semester was was pretty hectic. Um, between school an internship, uh, the podcast work, like I was I was bouncing around all over the place. So to be able like COVID was for me kind of like a blessing in disguise. Um, it, uh, it allowed me the opportunity to come home, slow down, enjoy my, enjoy my like post-graduation kind of buzz, um, you know, spend time with my family and stuff, which my, mm-hmm. you know, my family's my biggest support system. So great. it was so great to be back with them. Um, but I, you know, I definitely, it, it has, as you said, it's the riding the wave. There's, there's the ups and the downs. Um, in when I first started quarantine, I also started taking mental health medication for the first time. Um, which, yeah. was a, which was a big thing for me. Um, but I feel a lot better now. It's actually helped me pretty significantly. Um, oh, great. Something that I shied away from a lot for a lot of years. Uh, and then I kind of eventually was like, you know, I just, I have to do it. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, it, it, that's helped a lot. So kind of like having this opportunity to heal a lot of years of trauma while I have time to, t- to step away from like the real world has been really beneficial like to me. Um, and yeah, man, I mean, in New Brunswick, like we've actually handled COVID pretty well. So I've been able to see all my friends from high school who are also home. I've been able to, you know, really kick back and relax. And it's, it's kind of been like a summer vacation when you're a kid again, which is, yeah. uh, which has been kind of cool. So no, man, honestly, I'm doing really well. Um, and, uh, really thankful for that because, uh, you know, a year ago, like you said, like, I don't know if I would have been saying that. So it's, yeah. uh, it's cool to see the, the path and how, long I guess it's been but uh, coming out on the other side seeing that light at the end of the tunnel and actually living in it I guess mm-hmm. and it's interesting right because it's like you, you have those days where it's like you feel like nothing's changed right and you're like oh god I'm still in it and yeah. then you look back and you try and get a little bit of perspective and you're like okay wait no 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 something something's different for yeah, sure absolutely for sure man no and I liked a lot of the, like what you said at the very beginning like having to you know sit with yourself in quarantine and that kind of stuff that's uh you know and also building something that's just as much for you as it is for the community that you're trying to reach like tether and like the podcast 
Um, uh, both of those points I definitely want to talk more about because yeah. I say constantly that the podcast is just as much for me as it is for for everybody else before we started recording i told you like i I created this with the idea of making it for a younger me something that i could have used and i joke on the podcast all the time that who i could have used when i was 15 16 kind of going through the the deep dark parts of my life where it was Mm -hmm. some like you know 21 year old kind of douchey looking guy who like didn't take himself (laughs) too seriously and just talked about (laughs) the way that was like casual and fun and uh, it's fun to be able to do that so I'm, i'm curious like you know what tether has has kind of been for you as much as it's been for everybody else um it has been um both a labor of love and the most uncomfortable thing i've ever done in my entire life um yeah. So, okay. So it, on, on that side, when it comes to Tether, it, it, it's interesting, right? So like what I've struggled with the most in terms of building that is first of all, the learning curve, right? The learning curve uh, of starting a company. I come from the finance world. Um, I've never done anything like this before in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, to me, it's just like, it's this steep learning curve and, and it feels like you're kind of like gasping for air uh, a lot of days. Uh, I've been very fortunate in the sense that I've met uh, two incredible co-founders. And now we have another uh, individual, Addison Brazil, who was just on our uh, Instagram live the other day. It was an incredible story. I've been very fortunate to have people that have not only supported me in taking the pieces of the business and running with them that, uh, you know, I would never have been able to do myself, uh, but then have also been there and and let me be me through the process. Like, you know, I have a tendency to kind of work in spurts, right? Where, you know, I, I'll, I'll sleep for 10 hours and then like I'll have another night where I'll sleep for two. Yeah. And, and like it's, it, it, my creativity comes in these like kind mm. of chunks uh, and then I'll feel super motivated and I'll bang out like what feels like a week's worth of work in like two right. days. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of, it's kind of how my, my rhythms flow. And then there's other days where, you know, I'm, I'm really not doing much. I'm kind of making breakfast or, you know, going for a walk or something like that, just like taking that time for me. Um, So I think the biggest thing has been learning about how I work, because, you know, for the longest time, I had somebody, you know, imposing that I was a, a, you know, I was a portfolio manager. So I was like, a you know, I was a manager, quote, unquote. Uh, But I had, you know, our president, our CIO, our managing partner, they were all working above me, they were the ones managing the business. And then I was just doing my job below. So moving from employee to owner uh, has been uh, a big transition. Um, and then the other thing that's been a huge part of this that um, it, it's funny, because like, if I if I knew everything that I knew now, I definitely would never have done this. Mm. Uh, because it's all of the things that you don't expect that are gonna, that are going to come from this that Absolutely. that become the things that because you think it's going to be this like really fun ride. And it's like, yeah. Oh, my God, if I could just build something that was like, you know, su- I was super passionate about I would feel like I'm on a cloud every day. And that mm. is like it, completely not the point. And yep. what's been interesting is that I've, I've really had to start to hold space for a lot of other people. Um, I've always kind of been the one, especially when you're recovering from uh, a mental illness or you're going through the depths of it. Uh, it's very hard for you to actually help others, right? Mm. Because you're just, you're really just trying to help yourself and you're 100%. really just trying to keep your feet underneath you. And so what's been really nice about this is that I've actually had to, uh, just based on what we're doing, I've had to really focus on other people uh, mm. to a greater degree, to a much greater degree than I ever have in my life. And, right. and it's been really nice because like, and, and I think that this is something that a lot of users on our platform are realizing right now as well, is that the helping of others can be healing for ourselves too, just because it's not our problem that's on display. It's not our problem that's being processed. Doesn't mean that we can't heal through that process as well. So I think that's that's kind of the, been the biggest things that have you know challenged me and pushed me through this process. Um, and it's been really nice, honestly. It's been it's been difficult because you hear um, a lot of really uh, horrible stories. Like, like yeah. let's just be very when you're dealing with mental health you're dealing with like some stuff that, you know, most people have never told anybody. Yeah. Um, and this is really the, um, you know, this is the, the muck, this is the grime. Yeah. Right. And, and you start to realize things that, you know, and, and especially when it comes for men, you know, the amount of eating disorders, sexual mm-hmm. abuse, trauma, mm-hmm. um, all of these things that 
uh, men just don't talk about, right? That we typically associate as, as problems that women go through, but not men go through. It's, it's all there, man. It's right under the surface. And it's just something that they don't feel like they have a voice to talk about. So just realizing where the extent of certain problems, especially when it comes to like eating disorders and sexual abuse, like I totally had no idea at the depth of that problem when it came to men. And now you start to realize how pervasive it is. Um, so you start to really learn where the issues are. And then you also start to really understand why there's so, so much stigma around these things. Mm. Like sexual abuse trauma for a man is like, it, 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 like, it just cuts to the core of so many men's manhood, especially when it was a man that did it to them. And especially when it was a man that did it to them that they trusted or yeah. that was a family member or mm. something like that. So um, it's just been a huge learning experience for me. And I, I think, um, hopefully I'm developing a much greater level of compassion and empathy. Mm. Um, and even just understanding that, you know, we don't need to fix other people's problems. Like nobody is broken at right. their core. We're all whole at our core. And I think, uh, you know, so much of, uh, mental health and everything like that is like trying to find a fix to the problem. We got to put a bandaid on this. We got to do this. We got to do that. And sometimes the most powerful thing that you can do for somebody is just simply hold space. Yeah. simply identify with what they're going through relaying some of your own experience because uh, and this is something that i learned from eric Cusin, who's uh, uh the founder of same here global um okay. you know we don't need to have an identical story in order to be able to hold space for each other because your story and my story with anxiety is different and i'm sure i've you know I'm sure there's differences in our story. We've both dealt with anxiety. So there is a commonality of experience. I think it's really important that we start focusing on that because that's what creates that, that kind of unifying bond. So th those have been the biggest, the biggest learnings and challenges of going through this whole process. I definitely do find, especially, you know, being in this space and when you do really start to kind of dive into it. And mm -hmm. I mean, you, you know, I, I signed up for Tether uh, earlier today because I wanted to open up the app and I wanted to, uh, you know, I wanted to see what it was like. And obviously being a man who's dealt with some, uh, some shitty mental health stuff, I was like, this is an app that I'm definitely going to get some use out of for sure. And mm -hmm. I kind of wanted to see what it was like. And it's, you know, it's so... In, it's so hands-on it's so like visual because you actually see these people's pictures and you see these guys and you see their mm -hmm. stories and I mean I can imagine that like you know in my with the podcast and stuff like that I'll have people reach out to me once in a while and just kind of say thank you for putting your voice out there and just kind of being a part of the the solution I guess you could say of like mm -hmm. you know actually yeah. putting it in front of people's giving it attention but like in your case you're really addressing it really head-on because you're talking with these guys one-on-one -on -one and it's like that safe space for them which I think yeah. is is really interesting like you know you talk about empathy and you talk about compassion and that's such a huge part of mental men's mental health I've found yeah. because like it's amazing how many people when I just started doing my podcast were would reach out to me and these were guys I went to high school with guys I played football with you know guys that I had worked with and they would all kind of say the same kind of things of hey man like I just want to say, like, I just appreciate that you're talking about this stuff. Like, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it's, it's a lot, man. It's a lot of my mental health to have to kind of like process it myself. As you said, process your own stuff and somebody else's. I definitely have a, I'm just, I have a lot of respect for, for what you're doing because of the fact that you do have to bear that responsibility just to a, to a certain degree, for sure, to be that platform, kind of. Mm -hmm. And and I think it's it's something that we're both bearing. I mean, like let's let's be clear, you're doing it too, right? Mm -hmm. um, and it it's you know one of the things that kind of came to me the other day was this this idea that our our, our story is our strength, mm -hmm. right? Um, and I think owning our own story with respect to this type of stuff, at least for me, talking about dealing with suicidal depression, talking about dealing with crippling anxiety that wouldn't let me going uh, get out of bed, talking about uh, the 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 depths that I went to after one of my best friends passed away very suddenly, right? Like owning that story and putting it out in the world, it's like, it, and this is like this is part of it, right? It's like when we can actually speak it out loud when we can be seen sharing this and when we can be like held is a word that I use like with quotation marks, mm -hmm. but like to be seen and then to not be judged for that. And just to be told 
it's okay. I know how you feel. And thank you for sharing that with me. That was the most powerful thing that really transformed my life. I mean, that was why men's, it's why I'm doing, you know, a, a men's peer to peer support community because the first time that I ever felt that was in a men's group. And I had never felt that before in my entire life, uh, you know, with friends or family or it's like nobody could hold that container, that space right. for me. Right. And, and this is getting back to that, that fix it problem. It was like that, that first experience of me going into a men's group and sharing that it's like, I don't want to be here. I don't see any point in going on in life. Uh, I feel like a broken human being. And instead of, you know, it's like, well, maybe instead of someone telling me like, oh, maybe you should try a vegan diet or going working out or, you know, <laughs> keto I hear is great for your mental yeah, health, right? Oh like God. instead of all of those suggestions, which is basically what they're saying is like, here's a couple suggestions so that you stop talking about what's going on because I can't deal with this load that you're giving me right Interesting. now. Interesting, yeah. That's a good point. Right? right? It's like they're trying to push it off. They're trying to give you a quick fix because it's like, can we please just like, change the conversation yeah. uh, because this is uncomfortable. Right. Mm. And, and so in that group, what I realized it was, it was like, I said that and they just like, were like, thank you. Like, yeah. what do you need? Um, you know, we want to honor you for being here. It was like, it was this true support that came with actually being seen and, and not having what I was saying, like make people uncomfortable or want to mm. push me away. Yeah. It was actually quite the opposite. And, and that's why the community with Tether is built as it is. We want, we want it to feel like a hug when yeah. you come in. We want it to feel welcoming. Yeah. Um, it's very much designed with that in mind so that people that join the community feel like this is their home. We want it to be your home base for connection and mental wellness and all of that good stuff. So, I mean, one of the things that happens when you join the platform, I know you haven't posted a thread yet because you would have gotten a message from me, but you know, every, every time a new member posts a message, uh, a new thread, uh, they will get a reply from me and they will get a direct message from me, yeah. right? Because I just want people to know that this is their home and I want it to come from me personally yeah. Yeah. Um, because I think that's meaningful and I want to develop, um, you know, obviously, you know, as we grow, that's going to become harder and harder and harder to do. But right now, as a close-knit community, I think that there's an opportunity where I feel like I can develop a one-on-one -on -one relationship mm. with every single person in the community. Uh, and that helps me. And I think, you know, a lot of people uh, who have joined the community said, you know, you know, thank you for doing this. This is great. And, yeah. what, and what they don't realize is like, I'm like, no, man, this is like, this is for me too. Like, you're yeah. helping me 100%. just by being here and just by sharing your story. Um, but I think that that's a really important point. It's that as more of us share and as more of us come to come to it, because there is, there is this sort of shame that we have around dealing with mental illness, right? Yeah. And the two biggest factors, uh, you know, especially in the men's mental health crisis, uh, which is like, you know, it's been totally exacerbated by everything going on with COVID. Absolutely. And the two biggest things are stigma, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, I, I don't like, I feel like if I open up and I share about my struggles, then I'm less of a man on some level. Right. So that's the big, that's the first big piece. And then the second piece is isolation, right? And so for a lot of guys, they don't have anybody, right? Especially as you start to get older, men over 30 report, 50% of men over 30, I think the statistic is they report having less than two people that they can speak with, right? And then you, you compound that with the fact that most people are just going to tell you to eat better and go to the gym. Right. Um, and, and there's very few people out there that can actually hold space and have that conversation with mm -hmm. you. So we want to address both of those fundamental points of this crisis is giving men a network and a community where they can expand a network, expand into a network of like-minded men who are doing the same thing, who are going through the same thing, and they can connect through the stories and also destigmatize this whole process around men sharing openly. And yeah. I think it's really important that we model that behavior for each other. So like what you're doing too, you are modeling the behavior of being able to speak and share openly about mental health for the people in your network. And I think that's just, it's so important. Right. Yeah. It's, man, I, it's tough because you're making so many good points and I'm like, I want to hit on every <laughs> single one of them, but I also don't want to cut you off. Is this going to be a three hour podcast episode? This might be the longest one we've had for sure. Okay. Um, yeah, man. It's, it's so, you know, the moment that really changed my, and it actually it changed, literally changed my life. Um, I, you know, I, I think it was like, I started dealing with OCD and anxiety when I was, I want to like, say like my first kind of memories of it are like six. They obviously didn't really know what it was at the time, but like, you mm -hmm. know, whether it was like rolling clothing and being really tactile with my hands and I had to, 
you know, I was really worried about if I didn't say a certain phrase at a certain time, you know, people mm. would just start dying all around me in horrific ways. And it's funny because I can like laugh about it now. Um, but it was, it was this crazy thing. And my entire life, obviously I kept it mostly to myself, but even when I went to therapists and that kind of stuff, it was always the, here's the solution to the problem. And it kind of just like, you know, next kind of thing. Yeah. And I remember I went to a therapist at Ryerson uh, and she was really what set me on the right path because I think in our second session, I really opened up about the OCD stuff, which has been like the really tough part of my life. Um, mm -hmm. And, uh, and she just kind of sat there quietly while I talked about it. And then the only thing that she said afterwards was, uh, was that sounds really tough. Mm -hmm. And it was one of those things. No one in my life had ever kind of recognized that before I had had relationships. Um, I, I kind of briefly and in, in, in not in depth detail, but I told some friends about it and that kind of stuff. Um, and she was one of the first people to just go, wow, that sounds really shitty. Mm -hmm. And it was, and it was just that moment of really being like, yeah, like it is, I don't need, you know, I just wanted somebody to see that. I just wanted somebody to understand that, like, yeah. it's hard to just kind of go through every day and, and, uh, go through the, the trenches of all of this and have everybody kind of do the dismissal thing. Mm -hmm. So I completely understand. And that's why I think I really have in this very short period of time that I've you know, heard about Tether and I, I've been, you know, looking at what you're putting out there. I've really, I, I really love it because it is, it is that you get the community to just tell you that's really tough, man. And you are capable of getting through it, but we're not going to pretend like this is an easy thing or that we can completely relate to your story. It's, it's mm -hmm. interesting, man. I, I definitely, yeah, I totally get it. And then the second thing I wanted to say was like, you know, the, whole it's not just for you it's also for me like the podcast mm -hmm. being able to model behavior kind of like you said which I really appreciate that by the way thank you mm -hmm. um it's true being able to like model it to you know the masses and I guess you could say it was an opportunity for me to like learn how to li live with myself really learn how to sit with myself and I would I would talk through what I was going through mentally and it helped me exponentially and then I got to put it out in podcast format audio format and you know whoever it was destined to find would find it. And that was kind of the, the whole purpose. But at the end of the day, it was just me talking through the shit that I was going through and being able to put it somewhere. So, yeah. it, it's and, I, a, and I want to jump in with a point there yeah, about absolutely. like putting it out because it's like, what I, what I don't think a lot of people realize is like that holding it in that not talking about it. Yeah. It's like that energy that like feeling that whether it's like a tightness in your chest or like a knife in your stomach or a weight on your shoulder, like we all experience physio like physiological symptoms of depression, anxiety, and mental health very, very differently. Mm -hmm. But like that's energy that like needs to go somewhere, yeah. right? Um, it, it's a reason why working out does really help because it's like you're actually physically moving it. And what I found, and I think like implicitly what you found is that actually speaking it out yeah. uh, gives it a place to go. It gives it a place to live, right? Yeah. So one of the things that I've been told a, a number of years, and I don't do this nearly as much as I should, is like when you are going through that thought spiral where it's like, okay, this is my, this is the tape that I play in my head yeah. is literally writing that out as it goes. And like, you know, be as gruesome and fierce and, you know, ugly with that as you want. It's just for yeah. you. And then one of the things that I've, I've started to do is once I've written all of that out, I will rip the pages out of the book. I will go and find a safe place and I will light it on fire. Um, and then it's like, it's out of my body and it's like been burned. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it's like, I'm getting rid of it. And like, right. there, it's like, it can, it's like a quasi like mini ceremony that you're doing with it, but it's so important to have that energy and, and whatever that is inside of you, it needs a place to go. And mm -hmm. I hope that, you know, I mean, and that's why Tether's there, right? Because that yeah. is a place for that to go and to live that is outside of you as well. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so nice too to like, I, I find with men and men's mental health, like it is tough. It, like the, the step of actually talking to your close loved ones, your family, your friends, like that's a really hard thing to do. But to talk with a community that's been set up specifically for like-minded people to kind of like who can associate with what you're going through, I think is just a, such a fantastic first step because it can seem mm -hmm. so scary as a man to be like, Oh, like it doesn't seem like there's any steps in between admitting that there's a problem and telling my loved ones. Mm -hmm. And like to be able to add that middle point and say like, Hey, here's just getting you on the, on your way. 
I think is so great because it's like, it can be overwhelming as a man to say like, oh shit, I'm going to have to tell these people that I care about that I'm not as strong or I'm not as you know capable as I want them to think that I am. And I don't want them to think any kind of certain way about me yeah. to build that confidence in the middle spot before you, ha- before you go to the end part is, is really, it's really cool for sure. Yeah. And, and I, th- and that's, you've kind of hit on the the core piece of what, um, I, I want Tether to be and, mm-hmm. and sort of what I saw was uh, the piece that was missing in, in, in the journey for most people when it came to mental health, right? Uh, so you have therapists, right? Yeah. Uh, you have like men's practitioners, men's groups, you know, all of these different things that are designed to give men support and, and to provide them with a space where they can unpack this. But the problem is, is that most men never get there. Right. Right. And, and the, and and the reason is because there isn't a baby step that they can take. Mm -hmm. Right. And so what I wanted to do is I wanted to, and and like the research is pretty unequivocal about this is that there are significant barriers to men going to therapy, both in terms of the way that therapy is typically conducted, just doesn't resonate with a lot of guys. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then for some guys, like going to a men's group or a coach or all of these things, it's just like, it's a bridge too far for them for now. Right. And it doesn't mean that they're not going to get there in the future. And I think once men begin this journey and they start to realize how nice it is yeah. to like actually get this out and, and to like know that you can share openly without being seen as less of a man. Right. And in fact, it is a source of strength. Yeah. But what I think is so interesting is like if, if like what I want it to be is like I just want it to be that first step. Mm. right like that innocuous first step that you can yeah. take and and by first step i just mean like literally download the app and read what other people are saying yeah like you don't have to post mm-hmm. like just read through it right mm-hmm. and if you read through it what you'll be like, like oh my god that's like that's me and then and you'll start yeah. to see yourself in all of these different men and then you'll be like oh well maybe i can like share a little bit mm-hmm. and then you share a little bit and, yeah. and, and people come to your support and then, and like that becomes the momentum and the snowball. So that was, it, it's, 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 I'm glad that you picked up on that because that's exactly what we're trying to be is we're just trying to be that small first step that, that any man can take. Right. Um, and I think so far, like just based on what we're seeing and the engagement on the platform, I think it's already happening. Um, and, and what you talked about in terms of like, not wanting to go from like, oh my God, I have a problem to, I got to share this with my family. Yeah. There's a, a story like a, a, of, of somebody that was sharing on our platform and, and the, the man said that he had tried to kill himself uh, a week earlier, um, and it survived. And, mm-hmm. um, and now he was like, I don't know how to tell my family that yeah. this happened and they didn't know that this happened. And I, I right. think, you know, he tried and then kind of like whatever he did, he just woke up and um you know that was that was that but he you know he's like I don't know what to say I don't know how to you know say that this actually happened and and you had like 20 people with different opinions first of all all of them saying by the way man I've wanted to end my life at some point too and some guys who have also said and I have tried so not only did he have people that could identify with how he felt but then also had done what he had done and survived yeah. Uh, and they were, and, and like, they were able to say, it's like, you are not obligated to tell anyone until you are fully 100% comfortable. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think he, he was able to use that and also one-on-one conversations with some guys who had actually been there. And obviously, you know, we pointed him towards crisis resources, yep. which we have built into the app. So regardless of whether you're in the U S Canada, the UK, wherever there is a phone number that you can call if you feel like you are of a threat to yourself or to anybody else. So we always start with that. It's like, if you are a threat to yourself, please call somebody who is a professional because we are not professionals. We are just here to support you. But what I can say is that I felt this way. This is what my experience was. And I hope that this helps you in some way. Um, And you know, the messages that I got from him and other community members, like it, it, like that's why we're doing this. Right. And and so it's like, what's so interesting for men is like, regardless of, and this is the scary thing. So we just started our close the gap campaign um, Mm -hmm. uh, about a day ago or July 1st. So two days ago and close the gap is we want to close the gap between two statistics, which is that 77% of men suffer from stress, anxiety, or depression, some form of it. And 40% of men report uh, they would take thoughts of suicide or self-harm for them to get any kind of support. 
Mm. So that number is way too high. Absolutely. And it's, it's way too high. And we want to close the gap so that, you know, no man needs to get to the point where they feel like they want to die or they're actually doing stuff to inflict harm on themselves. We never want anybody to get there. Right. Mm. So we always talk about taking that baby step when things are not at a 10, but at like a one or a two or a three, right? Like, early intervention, starting to talk about these things, right? Um, and I think that's what's so so important is I, I think what it's going to do is it's actually going to give guys the ability to like release the pressure, hit the pressure release valve before it gets to a point where it's like, you know, they're in need of like serious crisis resources yeah. or help or what. And, and there's no shame in that to anybody uh, that, you know, is having those thoughts or whatever. I had those thoughts too. I've spent time in the CAMH emergency psych ward uh, so I've, I've been there. I've been yeah. at a point where I didn't feel like I was safe with myself. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, that it's a thing you can come back from. And one of my closest, uh, one of a really close friend of mine who I met at a men's retreat, uh, a guy and I, by the name of Corey McCarthy, I can say his name because he's been on Instagram live and he shared his story all over the place, but mm-hmm. he's like, you can lose your mind and mm-hmm. you can get it back. Yeah. Right. So that I just, I, I, I want everybody to know just because you are feeling this way now does yep. not mean that you are doomed. It is not a death sentence. It yep. does not mean that you have to live like this forever. It is something that you can get back. Yeah, dude. I trust me. I preach to the choir. I a hundred percent understand, man. It is. Mm-hmm. And it is a, I think that that feeling and, and I, I I'm going to keep preaching it because I think it's great. Like, you know, with tether the idea that like when you can't even trust yourself when you can't even be with yourself and then all of a sudden it's like it's another level of loneliness because it's like i can't even like hang it like i can't even hang out with myself let alone like handle the world that's just outside that door let alone the world that's in my head and it's so overwhelming and and Mm -hmm. trust me like you know when i was growing up i i have in one of my ocd things was when i was growing up i had just an implicit fear of death um Mm -hmm. which was which was kind of a interesting thing because when you're a young kid going through some really really weird OCD stuff and yet you're and you're kind of thinking like well I don't even know if I can kind of carry on but that you're so afraid of the alternative it was a very stuck feeling to have kind of thing mm-hmm. but and granted I'm so I'm in hindsight so thankful for it because I have I'd say like more than once in my life lost my mind literally like quite literally, mm-hmm. and been able to get back to a point where like, I'm a much better friend, brother, son, coworker, you know, everything. And I'm, I'm building a better relationship with myself. But it wasn't always like that. And I think that so many people get caught in that that moment. And it sucks mm-hmm. to see especially men, because they just, you know, they just see it as this overwhelming thing. And if you, I can't be who I should be to these other people, then they're this is kind of like the end of the road. So it's, yeah, it's a tough mm-hmm. one, but that's why I'm mean, again, Tether, you know, seems like such a fantastic platform is because it does give you that, you know, outlet to, sh- to sh- see that even though, you know, somebody might not be going through this exact thing in front of your face, somebody else has dealt with it and they've come out the other side and it does give you that perspective, which in, in certain situations is so duly needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think it's like that modeling behavior thing, right? It's like, uh, one of the interesting statistics uh, that I saw around a, as like a barrier to men going to therapy was that like, I think it was like 56% of men uh, felt like, you know, oh, well, you know, you would be depressed and you would feel this way if you had the life that I had, right. which implicitly what that's saying is, is that they don't have context for knowing that other men feel like that. Yeah. Right. And that there is a way out. Mm-hmm. Right. So it what's so important is that like, you know, you know, if you can kind of like, like the light is like the best disinfectant that there is, right? Yeah. Like if we can shine a light and we can actually put these things out there and that's the bit of feedback that I get over and over and over again is that, you know, it's like once I was able to actually share it, mm-hmm. um, I was able to actually, you know, it, it felt lighter to me. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, one of my, one of my favorite men's coaches out, out there right now, a guy who I work personally with both him and his partner, uh, Mike Sagoon, he always talks about, it's like, if you feel it, you can heal it. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, if we actually go in and actually say, okay, I'm going to feel everything that, uh, that I'm feeling right now. And for me and with Tether, part of that is actually sharing it, right. Yeah. Sharing it and, and acknowledging it and not hiding from it and not having it be this like sort of boogeyman that hides in your closet, but something that you're like, you know what, 
I'm going to share this and I'm going to say, you know, yes, this is something that I have and I would like support on that. That allows you to own it in a very different way than I think most people. And, and it's scary and I totally get it for most guys because it's like this, like this idea is like, we've got to be self-reliant, right? We've got to fix all the problems. We've got to be the breadwinner, uh, you know, especially for like, uh, you know, especially for straight cisgendered men, like yeah. the breadwinner, these traditional gender dynamics are so powerful and we are socialized with them from before we can actually make a choice about it yeah right and so these there's these image and what's so interesting is that there was a there was a study done uh by a guy named dr michael kimmel and he found that 93 percent of men do not identify with the way that masculinity is portrayed in the media which is like that's everyone yeah right let's be clear yeah. that's everyone nobody i you know nobody is like yeah that guy that's going out into the woods and killing a bear with his bare hands and then yeah. like <laughs> you know bringing the meat back to his family like nobody sees themselves and that right. is what yeah. that's saying right but what's so interesting is we still all abide by it and we still hold mm. ourselves to that standard of masculinity yeah. and it's such bullshit mm -hmm. like and we need we need to stop right mm -hmm. but but it but it what's really really important is that we we get to do that in a way where our masculinity is intact and where yeah. it is acknowledged yeah. right where where it is acknowledged that sharing is a source of strength right yeah. and i think that's yeah. what's so important about communities like this and and you know mm -hmm. other companies that are doing this work is actually honoring each other mm -hmm. for that process of, of opening up and sharing vulnerably. And that's why we have an honor badge on the platform for people that actually share really openly and honestly, or give really yeah. good support. We have badges that you can hand out to people that say, I honor that because we want to, we want people to know that it is, it is courageous to be able to do that, which, mm -hmm. and it's just so important. I think that's really the big first step is normalizing it, you know, makes it seem like it's something that's abnormal. Right. Right. It's just like mm -hmm. giving the space for that to like, you know, to actually be the case. And I think it's, you know, I think a lot, what's so interesting is that, you know, like you said with your friends, like most men, they're just like, Oh God, thank God you said something. Mm -hmm. Cause like, I really yeah. needed to talk yeah, about yeah. this. Right. And like, it's just that, right. Like the more we can have these conversations, the more tools that come out there, the more spaces that are created that, you know, that encourage men to do this, um, the more men will be able to finally take a deep breath and be like, oh, thank God. It's just like, because I can't carry this shit around yeah. anymore. Dude, a hundred percent. I totally, like, I'm so glad you brought up masculinity because that is just definitely such a tough barrier to overcome. But something that I tell a lot of the guys that, uh, you know, I talk to or whether they're friends or whether they're just guys who reach out, is that like, I don't think that personally there's anything tougher and like more masculine than like bearing your most kind of like your most vulnerable self to the world uh, and kind of mm -hmm. saying like, hey, this is who I am and there's no reason to be ashamed of it because I'm working on being better. And I think mm -hmm. that like improving yourself is so masculine and, and, and sharing is so masculine, storytelling is so masculine. These mm -hmm. things that have been kind of like brushed into the corner, I think are such incredible like displays of masculinity because mm -hmm. like it's easy to to keep everything to yourself and to suffer in silence like as as weird as it is to say like it's easy to do that um mm -hmm. it, you know it might lead you down it's a, painful but it's easy. i was gonna say it's painful it's super painful that's what i was trying to i was trying to think of the word but yes it's super yeah, painful yeah, yeah. but at the, but the, you know it's easy and and it's all the whole process is going to be really tough and painful but man it is so to to be able to look somebody in the eye and be your most authentic self is really i i think it's very manly i guess you could say for mm -hmm. sure so I, I i'm glad you brought up masculinity because in mental health and especially in men's mental health i think like the script really does need to be flipped um to show vulnerability i think is tough and yeah. to do that means that you yourself are tough and strong so absolutely yeah. and and i there's an analogy that just sort of came into my head as we were talking about this and you know for for the guys that are out there listening to this right if you are on the precipice mm -hmm. of being like, I can't take this anymore, or, uh, you know, I just, I need to share this. I need to get this off my chest, but I don't know where to start. It's actually an indication that you are actually at the top of the hill. So if you imagine a hill uh, and imagine pushing a boulder up a hill, the, the, the place where it feels most unbearable is right before you get to the top. Yeah. Right. Of pushing it up. Yeah. Because as soon as you take that first step, 
um, of, of sharing, of opening up, of getting the support you need, that's when gravity starts to take over. Right. right. That's when you've crested the hill. That's yeah. when that stone is starting to roll downhill. Mm-hmm. Once you actually open up and once you actually can be seen for exactly who it is that you are um, and own that and, and have other guys like say, yeah, like that's awesome. Like, yeah. and I felt that way. That's yeah. actually when the stone starts rolling down the hill and when you don't have to keep pushing it anymore. So like yeah. if you are at that point of like maximum pain, yeah. maximum unbearability, know that you're actually pretty close to the top of the hill Um, and it's just that next little push that that like that one innocuous share whether it's on tether or with a friend or whatever that's going to be the thing that pushes the stone over the edge and gets things going in the right direction Mm -hmm. something else that i love too is the idea that like you know once you once you really do admit what's going on uh to yourself and you are able to to share whether it is on tether or whether it's reaching out to somebody um i really think that it's it's a really beautiful thing and it's always kind of like I'm a big believer when I was growing up you know if I didn't want to do something my, my parents would always say hey think about you know kind of like reward yourself with something think about something that like oh you know if I do all these different things like here's the the light at the end of the tunnel that I can look forward to and it'll kind of help me through the tough stuff I think mm-hmm. such an incredible kind of gift to give to yourself is finally meeting your authentic self Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, for so many years, like when I was growing up, I only did things to make other people, whether it was laugh or, or to make them accept me or, Mm -hmm. you know, do all these things. I I tried to be the human with no flaws. Um, and whether that was in relationships or as a son or anything as a friend, like I was so, I was just taking bits and pieces of other people and trying to incorporate them into myself. And it just kind of threw me deeper and deeper down this hole to the point where I didn't even recognize myself anymore. Uh, and which led to a lot of self-loathing and that kind of stuff. For and sure. one of the biggest things that I've noticed um, with going through this journey over the, especially this past year, um, you know, starting to take medication, meditation, all this kind of stuff, really becoming more healthy um, is I finally get to kind of like accept who I am and I finally get to meet my authentic self. And it's a really cool introduction to have to say like, Hey, like this is kind of like a lot better than going through, than trying to be the yeah. other guy who I didn't even know who that guy was. Yeah. This guy doesn't have that to. That guy was an asshole. Yeah, that guy was kind of a dick. And like, <laughs> this guy is like, you know, this guy might still kind of be a dick, but like, he's a, he's but a But at dick, least he's but like, trying. Yeah, but at least he's trying. And like, you know, and I don't have to be loved by everyone. I understand that some people won't love, like me, but as long as I'm making myself happy and I'm doing, and the immediate people in my life are, are you know, I, I'm doing something that just brings me joy and that I know, you know, makes them kind of proud. Like, that's kind of, that's a, that's a really nice Thing to strive for and i think that again tether allows that to allows that to happen so it's uh yeah, yeah it's really i i did want to kind of jump gears just a little bit because i did sure. uh you know when you kind of talked about your background a little bit i kind of do you know if you're comfortable with sharing i'd love to get a little bit more backstory about kind of what led up to yeah. actually the idea to create tether and, and why it was so important to you yeah so i mean it's a great question and i'll try and make this story as as uh as quick as possible um which i have, i have trouble with yeah, um so yeah yeah so i i i mean again i've struggled with anxiety and depression and you know uh a, a, a wandering mind let's call it my entire life uh basically it's like i couldn't be in my own thoughts like it yeah. felt like and even to this day some days it feels like my thoughts are attacking me and i can't get any space from them but you know, it was pretty, it was overwhelming. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, I had, you know, like I was severely neurotic. Uh, I was, uh, very, um, oh, and I'm losing the world, right. Word. I was like, you know, I was really deeply, um, uh, uh I, I just like, I, I had this fear that everybody didn't like me. Right. Like I had this deep, deep yeah. fear uh, that nobody liked me. And this came from, you know, years of bullying. Uh, when I was a kid, I always felt like I was on the outside, never felt like I had any friends. Um, and that was a really, really tough thing, uh, to feel so isolated, uh, as a child, you know, that lasted most of my childhood. Um, and then, you know, I just, I think that there was just, there was underlying mental health issues there from my family and stuff like that. Like it, you know, it runs in the family and this is something Mm -hmm. that's very common. It gets passed down. So there was that piece of it too, but it was all kind of exacerbated and, and it was just this profound, deep need to feel belonging, Mm -hmm. uh, and connection. Uh, and I, and I was just like, I was just deeply insecure. Right. Mm -hmm. And so like, I always did things, 
to try and, you know, remedy that. I tried to be, you know, the funniest person there, the most athletic, yeah. right? Like all yeah. of these kinds of things, like, you know, drinking more than everybody else, you know, partying harder than everybody else. Yeah. Um, and that ended up uh, in, that ended up leaving, leading me to basically failing out of university after my mm -hmm. second year. I went to Western uh, after high school, failed out basically after second year. Uh, I went to rehab when I was 20 years old. So, uh, you know, I had a problem with uh, a couple of substances and uh, I decided that it was kind of, it was untenable uh, with my family. And I went into, uh, into rehab as a 20 year old. I came out, I spent five years completely sober. Um, you know, I've, yeah, there's, there, there's things that I've left behind, you know, like I'll still have beer and wine and stuff okay. like that. Um, but like, you know, there was some other substances, uh, like cocaine that I just yeah. like, I've turned my back on forever because it's just absolutely sends me into the worst possible space. So mm -hmm. I, I figured out what has worked for me and what hasn't worked for me. Um, and, and, you know, I'm very grateful for that experience because I really believe that it was, you know, my first, uh, it was my first time, uh, actually starting to deal with some of my stuff. So I went through all of that. You know, I, I started in finance. I built a really nice career. Uh, I became a CFA, uh, which is a chartered financial analyst. Uh, I became a portfolio manager at a hedge fund, uh, which was like great. Uh, you know, I, I went back to school in that time as well. And I'm kind of jumbling the timeline a little bit. But like, I went back to school. I graduated top of my class at a U of T, got a job uh, at a hedge fund, uh, worked my way up to a portfolio manager, got my CFA. And from the outside, it all looked pretty good. Like, yeah. you know, I oh, was yeah. making, I was making a good, you know, good amount of money. Uh, I had a title, um, all of the, and I was still just like profoundly empty inside. Mm -hmm. And I just felt like, you know, I, I, I was still anxious. I was still, you know, massively insecure. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was doing all of this stuff, not for me, but, you know, because I wanted other people to like me and other people to tell me that I was like a good boy, basically. Yeah. Um, and then the turning point. So I, I, I was fortunate enough, uh, I moved into this place um, in, in the West End of Toronto. And uh, this, I will be swearing during this part. So this is something that you're going to have to bleep out. No worries, um, I, 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 I got this new place. Uh, it was a brand new build. Uh, I'm sitting out on my balcony one day. Um, and there was a balcony sort of kind of kitty cornered, like a little bit, like kind of across the way from me, but not like right across the way from me. And there was another guy standing on this balcony and out of nowhere, I hear, he's like, Hey, who the fuck are you? And we just started like struck up this conversation. We started <laughs> chatting. Uh, it turned out that I had cable. They didn't, they came over for the Raptors game. Oh, uh, nice. And that was the beginning of this really awesome friendship. And over the next few years, uh, he became one of my closest friends. His name's Christian. Um, and yeah, uh, you know, in sort of late 2017, uh, he like around Christmas time, he he developed a pneumonia. Mm. And it was fine. Like, you know, most, you know, there's a lot of people that get pneumonia in the young age and you know, 30 year old man usually recover from that. Uh, but it was just kind of lingering with him. Mm. And uh, one day in early January, um, he started to actually vomit in the bathtub and his roommate at the time was like, Okay, we got to get you to the hospital. This isn't getting any better. We need to get you some treatment. Um, and, uh, it's, I still, I still remember that. I still remember that day. It's very much etched in my, in my memory. And I know it is for a lot of his friends and his, his parents and his siblings or mm -hmm. sibling. Um, and you know, they, the, so they called the ambulance. Uh, they couldn't get the gurney up the stairs because the, the stairwell was too tight and couldn't fit it up there. So they had to walk him outside and uh, as he was about to take the step to get on the gurney, he just dropped to the ground and, and he never got up. Wow. And so he, he passed away right there, like on the front steps in front of his apartment, in front of our apartments. And from there, I think like, you know, when those types of things happen, when you lose somebody so close to you at such a young age, uh, kind of one of two things can happen. Either it's like you're, you're the kind of like, I'm going to live every day like it's my last type thing or you go into this whole, like, what does it all mean thing? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I definitely went down the, the, what does it all mean thing? And that was like the darkest period of my life. That was when I couldn't get out of bed. Yeah. Uh, I was so anxious. I was so afraid of death. Uh, I, I was suicidally depressed for a period of time. I went on mental health leave at work. I couldn't work. I just couldn't focus. Mm -hmm. um, I, I couldn't do anything really. And I was just like, you know, constantly calling my parents, you know, just like, I just felt like I needed support. I felt like a child, yeah. really. 
Uh, I just, I felt like I needed constant care and I didn't want to be alone uh, at all because I was just so afraid, so sad. Um, and, and with not knowing how to basically, uh, you know, unscrew myself from this, from this situation. And then of course I, I missed my friend tremendously. And, uh, it just, you know, I, I didn't know what to do with myself. Um, and it wasn't until, uh, November of that year. So this is almost like, so this happened in January, passed away in January. Um, I go on mental health leave, uh, in September, um, and then I, uh, a friend of mine from back in the day, uh, we end up having a conversation. It turns out he's training to be a therapist hmm. and he's like, Oh, I'm actually going to go join this men's group. Um, and, uh, you, you know, maybe you want to come and join. I was like, yeah, okay, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. And that was that moment where I walked into that group and I could say like, I'm not okay. I don't see any point in going on. And right. those men just held the space for me. Hmm. And there was something small that shifted for me in that moment. And if we fast forward like a few months later to April of 2019, I decided to go on uh, my first men's retreat with this organization called Every Man Down in the States. Hmm. Um, and on this men's retreat, I, I had this like profoundly, um, it was just a profound life changing yeah. experience. I had been waking up with panic attacks uh, mm -hmm. every day for the previous like nine months uh, or, you know, maybe even close to a year at that point. Like, yeah. and it wasn't a choice. It wasn't like a panic attack would come on in the morning. Right. It was that I would wake up into a panic morning. attack. Wow. Right. And it was like, it was so, uh, it was just like, it was like, you, I just felt like I can't get any, like, I can't get a break from this. Mm. I, I just, I, I can't even get into my day without something bad happening yeah. or, or without feeling this way. And uh, and so I went on this thing and after the first night of that retreat, I woke up in the morning and, uh, it was the first morning I woke up and I was able to actually lie in bed in peace. Mm -hmm. And I was just able to lie there wow. and just like enjoy the sheets and the window, the, the light coming in through the window. And I, I was just like, I was like, what is going on here? Mm -hmm. Anyway, so I come back from, uh, I come back from the retreat on a Monday uh, I sat down at my desk and for a while I had felt like finance wasn't right for me. Uh, and I sat down at my desk on the Monday and I just had this moment. I was like, nope. Mm. And I just like, I knew in that moment that it was like, I, I, I wasn't going to be working in finance anymore on the Wednesday. I quit my job. Uh, and I'm, I've been on the journey of building tether ever since. Uh -huh. uh, and it took a few iterations to figure out uh, what I actually wanted to create. I wanted to initially do something uh, in the mental health, space. Mm -hmm. uh, and I realized there was just a lot of these apps out there that were doing like CBT or thought mm -hmm. records or journaling or meditation right. or whatever. And I was like, there's nothing, there wasn't anything that like I was going to be able to do better in that. Right. Then I was having a coffee for a one with a friend one day uh, and just sort of out of nowhere, he made this innocuous comment and uh, it just like kind of clicked in my head. And I was like, Oh my God, like that's, yeah. that's it. <laughs> And, and then, and then I was started doing some research and I'm like, Oh my God, there's nothing out there that is like literally just for men to connect with each other and have these open conversations. And yeah. that was the seed. Um, and, and I've been building tether ever since. That's awesome, man. You should be, that, that's and a pretty incredible story, man, for sure. Like that's, that's a lot to, it's a lot to go through and then to come out on the other side and be doing what you're doing and, and creating what you're creating. So it's, uh, yeah, I, ho I hope that that doesn't get lost uh, in the, the hectic uh, life that I'm sure you're living right now. Yeah. I, you know what, man, I, I'm most days right now. I'm like, I have, I experience more gratitude and peace than I really ever have it's awesome. uh, in, in, in a long time and coming from the place that I, I did. It's sometimes like, it's weird because I'm like, Oh my God, that, that men's retreat, like, was April of 2019. So it has been basically just over a year since. Wow. And, and then like, I was at a point where I was like, you know, I was really down because certain things weren't happening and I just couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel and blah, blah, blah. And, and then I looked and I was like, wait a minute, like this time last year, I was still completing my one month, uh, like after I'd quit my job. Yeah. Right. Cause yeah. like I worked for an additional month after I quit because, uh, you know, for like, and I, and I, I just want to say like the guys that I worked for at resolve asset management, they were supportive. They were mm -hmm. loving, they did everything in their power to make sure that when I said, I, like, I can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm actually like starting to well up a little bit, just talking about this because the, like the way that they treated me was like, I, 
you could not ask for more supportive people between those three men that were there and, and a lot of the empathy and compassion and like leadership, like that I, I hope I can, I can, you know, employ one day yeah. uh, as we grow tether really does come from how those men treated me. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's, uh, it's been a, it's been a pretty wild <laughs> year and a half, I guess. Yeah. Um, like and so yeah, you're, ca- you're catching me at an interesting time in my life. Well, I'm glad that's, uh, that's great, man. I, I've got two quick questions for you. Yeah. At the end of every episode, I like to uh, give the people who are listening, I like to have uh, the guests that I have on issue a challenge, something that, you know, the, our, my listeners can incorporate into their, their week, their month, or their, their entire life, something that will yeah. help, them, uh, help them with their mental health. What's a, a challenge you would uh, you'd put forth to the listeners today? Oh, download Tether and post a thread. There we go, man. Uh, yeah, it's easy, man. Just start the journey. Uh, really, though, uh, you know, download the app. It's on the App Store. Um, uh, that was going to be know, the and, second question, by the way, was how to download, like how yeah, to yeah, yeah. Other. So let's, I'll, let's I'll, I'll pull, pull it all into one. Let's I'll give go. you the challenge and I'll, I'll give you <laughs> the stretch that you can accomplish and how you can do it. Uh, you can go into the App Store. Uh, right now, it's only available on iOS. We're uh, hoping to build an Android version uh, in the coming months. So I apologize to any Android users that are out there uh, that have been listening this whole time and are like, I'm going to download this app and now I tell you that it's iOS. I'm sorry. Uh, we are we are hopefully building that very, very soon. We will be building it at some point. It just, you know, mm-hmm. it's going to take some time. Um, and I would say like download the app. You can type uh, Tether for men in the app store or you can like type Tether uh, men's community and that's spelled T-E-T-H-R. So there's missing an E there. So T-E-T-H-R men's community uh, tether for men all of it works in there you can download it set up a profile setting up a profile takes you like two or three minutes so it's really super quick and then what i would say is like just scroll through just mm-hmm. look at some of the conversations that are happening uh take you know honor a post right it's uh, there's an honor badge in the bottom left hand corner honor a post for someone that has really gone deep and shared something vulnerable about themselves and, and like reply to them and just say, hey, man, that's super brave of you. I'm here for you. And if you're really feeling like it, and, and I can guarantee you this is a safe barrier free space where you can talk about anything and you'll see that just from flipping through, you know, there's men talking about every possible thing that you can imagine, but go in and, and just throw it out there to the community. See what comes back. I promise you that I will send you a message personally on the app. Um, and, and I can guarantee you that you're going to find that more people feel the way that you do than you think. Mm-hmm. I love that, man. That's uh, yeah. Anybody who's listening to the podcast, I'll put uh, the links in the description of this episode uh, and we can, uh, yeah, definitely go, go check it out. I can tell you from firsthand experience and the limited experience that I've had, it is uh, it, it's a pretty incredible app. So uh, make sure to go check that out guys. Uh, Matt, bro, I, I appreciate it, man. This is uh, this has been a lot of fun. This has been great, Kyle. Thank you so much much for having me man guys i want to thank matt for coming on the podcast today the link for tether is going to be in the description of this episode um you know what you guys think about the episode let me know at life's direct podcast or honestly don't i i don't you know, blame you here we don't. go i'm gonna do something i'm gonna do something differently this time sure what did you like about the podcast the most wait what? yeah what were your favorite parts of the episode when you weren't talking no seriously oh um well, fuck, man. I don't know. I guess it's cool that there's a community for men, um, you know, who are there for each other. You know, you could argue that that's been this. Okay, and? Yeah, I, I mean, Matt's story is one that it's inspiring. And the fact that he recognized the elements of his life that were keeping him down and in kind of like a bad mental health space seems like an effective first step for a lot of guys to take. Uh, you know, he's got a lot that you could learn from. Wow, that's funny. I couldn't have said it any better myself. That's that's so funny. It, it's really not that funny. Um, something I took away from this episode was the fact that Matt went through so much you know he was suicidal he lost people close to him and he still thought throughout this entire process not throughout the entire process but he came to the conclusion of how can I help men around me um, and how can I how can I heal myself while also helping other men heal and I think that that's so important in the world of mental health to have that how can I help mentality because so often you get caught in kind of the throes of mental health and you're you're going through the the shit and honestly, I can speak from personal experience and say that I absolutely, when I was going through my, my deepest, darkest areas of mental health, I can, I can 100% say that like I wasn't really thinking about anybody else but myself. 
it was just kind of this this huge pity party and it took me a really long time to think hey i'm actually doing so much more healing collectively by sharing what i was going through with all of you um and i i kind of wish that i had to figure that out sooner and that's something that i definitely respect and really admire about matt was the fact that this was this was kind of his purpose he quit a really great job because this was his purpose to help other men in his situation and i just think that that's great i think we need more selfless people like that you know there are good people there are great people in the world of mental health and matt's a great example of that you know there are also some annoying ones uh case in point the host of this podcast but we won't get into that make sure to follow him on instagram at matty zerker that's m-a-t-t-y-z-e-r-k-e-r and check out tether again putting a link down below i'm on there um I, and i can tell you from firsthand experience this isn't an ad or anything like that it's just a great platform and one that i i 100 support and believe in and i i can't wait to see it grow um you know check it out guys and uh and, and i guess i'll talk to you in two weeks yeah we'll we'll be talking to you in two weeks this is a this is a tandem we'll it's like half my show yeah, pretty much. sorry sorry we'll talk to you in two weeks yeah because i gotta bring you along everywhere eh? uh you know check us out on instagram at lace podcast and me at morzy m-o-o-r-z-y-y-y uh and as i'm sitting here finishing up this episode i just can't help i just i just can't help but think and I don't know why, but I just, I just can't help but think that life's a wreck. See you guys in two weeks. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.